Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, good good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you are well. All is well here in Tulsa. All is well under heaven and above. God is on his throne. He never leaves, no matter what happens, no matter what things seem like. Um, But I think it's uh, not long from now, it's going to seem like God is not here, but he is. He will never leave or forsake his people. Never, 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 never. But I've been saying this is the time. Now, I'm even going to say in the next few weeks for us to get our families together, our lives in order, to make sure that we've gone to confession, even a general confession if you've never done one, and um, to have um, food and water for three months come October. Now, if, if you say, all right, Mother, we're going to do all that, uh, but what if nothing happens? Well, blessed be God. And then I say, we have lots of food to eat and uh, non-perishables and to give to the poor. And that will be just fine. And if we've gotten our spiritual lives together, this is always a good thing. So never to panic, but to uh, begin to uh, discern our lives and to um, let go of everything that's not, I hate to use the word essential in these days, but um, that's not necessary. Um, and, and bring your children home. Do homeschool them. Uh, don't send them out to public schools, especially if there's a very, very, uh, it has to be an exceptional Catholic school because the majority of Catholic schools today are no longer Catholic. And um, and your children will think they've gone to Catholic school and they haven't, and that will be a betrayal of the faith, and it'll be worse. How do I know that? Uh, not just from news reports, um, but from families who visit us. And their children are going to Catholic school or graduating Catholic school, either elementary and or high school. And I asked the children how their school was, and they say it wasn't good at all. And their parents listen to them as if they're hearing this for the very first time because they are hearing it for the first time. Um, and it's, it's terrible. And I say, well, what was not good about it? And they say the teachers. They, whether they were Catholic or not, they didn't know their faith or they didn't believe it. And they didn't teach what was Catholic. And they didn't act in Catholic ways uh, with morality and all of that. And sex ed was forced on them, and it, the whole thing is a tragedy. And for parents to not know about it is a greater tragedy. Uh, for parents to turn their children over to a world, even in the name of Catholic in these days, uh, the parents are going to be held accountable before God. More than the schools, more than the church, the parents are the stewards of those children and the children are given to the parents, not the schools and not the church to raise. So um, 
we need to come home. We need to uh, bring the love of a mother and a father back to the home. Um, and we need to spend time with our children and we need to homeschool them. And homeschooling them, beloved, does not simply mean sitting down for a few hours with some textbooks. It means getting our entire lives together. Everything, beloved. Everything. Truly living as a family. Um, And I mentioned yesterday that I'll be speaking at the homeschooling conference at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe this weekend on Saturday. I'll be giving a talk to the homeschooling community and anyone else who wishes to come uh, in the morning and then a talk to everybody um, and whoever wishes to come uh, for both conferences really on how do we live in a world that's turned from God. And on the homeschooling end, I'm going to get very specific of how we do this and um, how what we say won't be a contradiction to how we live. So um, homeschooling, uh, Father John Harden calls home education. And you do that from the moment the child is conceived in your womb. And so it, it has to do with everything, with morals, with modesty, with... Uh, a rule of life, with authority, with everything, and with the witness of parents, because there's no greater teacher than wit- than the witness of your own life. So we're going to go on just a little bit more today with the catechism, because it's what we need to learn, and I heard from yet somebody else yesterday who loves that we're doing this, um, because they recall it from childhood, and um, but they don't recall everything, and neither do I. And so um, it, it's wonderful. It's a way to take your children and yourselves and your family through the faith or to refresh your faith and, and to remind us not just what we believe, but why we believe what we believe. Okay. So let me see now. And I'm going to take your calls and your emails and your texts, and I'll tell you just in advance, the call, the toll-free number um, is one 877 5483 I think, thank you. 1-877-511-5483. Or you can email mother at thestationofthecross.com. And I see our... Uh, engineers have put that up on the screen, which is very good. Then I can't be, then I can't keep making a mistake on the number. Okay, um, we are in lesson three on the in the Baltimore Catechism number three, and it's on the unity and Trinity of God, and it's question number one eight zero. Question: What does unity and what does Trinity mean? Okay, let me give you a minute. What is unity? And what is Trinity? Okay, I think most of you got it. I can't hear you, but I'm pretty sure most of you got it. Unity means being one. It is one. And Trinity means threefold or three in one. So um, God is how many? One. And he is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. How many gods is that? One. (laughs) But three persons in the one Godhead. Next question. Can we find an example to fully illustrate the mystery of the Blessed Trinity? Can we? Now, don't just let your children say yes or no. The full question should be in the answer. 
we cannot find an example to fully illustrate the mystery of the Blessed Trinity because the mysteries of our holy religion are beyond comparison. So we can find a little examples that might give someone a vague idea, but there's nothing to fully illustrate God, absolutely nothing. And the next question, is there but one God? What's the answer? If you answered yes, you've got the right answer, but the wrong presentation. Yes, there is but one God. Let's speak in full sentences. Your children need to do that. If you say yes, you say to them, yes, what? And they'll, by then they may say, uh, I don't know, what's the question again? You see, it's important for them to answer with a full uh, sentence that includes the question, is there but one God? Yes, there is but one God. Why can there be but one God? Aha! Why can there be but one God? That's a good thinking question. And the answer is there can be but one God because... See, that's a good way to start. Just repeat the question. There can be but one God because God, being supreme and infinite, cannot have an equal. Cannot have an equal. So I ask you, this is apart from the catechism, who made God? Uh, and you say, I don't know. But that's the wrong answer. Because if you don't know, that means there's a possibility that someone made God. And if someone made God, that someone would be greater than God. And then God wouldn't be God. How's that for a clear answer? <laughs> no, no one made God. God always exists. How could somebody always exist? How could he not come into existence? Only if he's God. Everything else came into existence, but not God. He always was. We can't wrap our minds around that because God created time for us. But he's outside of time. Very hard for us to grasp that. Um, Okay, so why can there be but one God? There can be but one God because God being supreme and infinite cannot have an equal. But what does supreme mean? Supreme means the highest in authority, also the most excellent or greatest possible in anything. Thus, in all things, God is supreme, and in the church, the Pope is supreme. The Pope is our Lord's representative. He's the vicar, the, the, uh, uh, the representative of Christ on earth, and he is supreme. It doesn't mean he's not a human being. It doesn't mean that he doesn't sin. But it means that um, uh, Christ speaks through him in matters of faith and morals that are binding on the faithful. He is the supreme authority. And in 2,000 years, we've had all sorts of popes, good popes, bad popes, but no one doctrine of the faith has ever been taught against. Uh, because it is an infallible faith, an infallible church. There's the music for our break, beloved. We'll be right back, and we'll continue with these uh, uh, questions and answers just for a few minutes, and then we'll take your calls. Call in with anything on your heart, 877-511-5483, or email at motheratthestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at FaithfulInsight.com and may God bless you. This is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. 30 Seconds on the Gifts of the Holy Spirit, brought to you by the Station of the Cross. The gift of wisdom helps us to make the right decision in the present moment of our lives. Choosing to join the corporate world or to live as a missionary may not be a moral issue, but it's important to pray for the gift of wisdom to discern God's will for our lives. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. And we're going to stop now to take a call. Um, let me see. Uh, we have Joe from Massachusetts on the line. Hello, Joe. Are you there, dear brother? Joe? Well, you know what? We'll go back to the catechism, and then uh, we'll take Joe um, uh, in a little bit. Joe, if you've dropped the call or if the call's been dropped, feel free to call back, dear one. Okay, let me see now. Where are we? Here we are. All right. So we said, um, uh, now the next question, when are two persons, we're talking about the unity and the trinity of God. And trinity is a contraction. Uh, Unity means one. Tri is a prefix meaning three, like a triangle, three angles, tri. And so if you put tri and unity together, you have tri-unity. If you take the U out and combine them, it's trinity. It is, he, uh, God is a trinity, or he, you could say he's the triune God, three in one. When are two persons said to be equal? Two persons are said to be equal when one is in no way greater than or inferior to the other. Okay? When are two persons said to be equal? 
two persons are said to be equal when one is in no way greater than or inferior than the other. Now, when we talk about God creating us equal, we are equal in the respect that we are all made in his image. We are all created by God in his image. And that is how we are equal. We're not equal in uh, intelligence or gifts or skills or status in life or any other way. But we are equal in that we are all made in the image of God. And so there is no one greater or inferior to the other in their humanity, in their uh, in the in the creation of them, one could be born a handicapped, uh, and the other could have no handicaps. But both yet are born in the image of God, um, with uh, dignity, with uh, uh, ability to think and to love, even if one may be uh, hindered. And so uh, two persons are said to be equal when one is in no way greater than or inferior to the other. And of course, our mind goes, my mind goes to the fight of women for equality. They want to be equal with men. Shame on them because they are greater than men in what God made them. And, And men are greater than women in how God made them. Completely different. Uh, Either you're born a man or a woman. Uh, male or female at birth, and no matter what you do to yourself through life, you, you remain male or female, even if you mutilate yourself, even if you change your name, even if you have surgery, you are a male or female because God made you that way, and nothing can change that. We can mutilate ourselves, we can destroy ourselves, nothing can change that. If you are a woman and you want to be equal with a man, you're going to fail because you don't have the attributes that God gave a man. And uh, you do have magnificent attributes that a man does not have, and you will be giving those up and distorting them. So it's, it's, it's very important. Equality has to do with our being loved, our being created by God in his image, with an ability to reason and to love and to think. Next question, how many persons are there in God? And don't just say three. If your child says three, say three what? Three persons in God, right? In God, there are three divine persons, not just persons, but divine persons, really distinct and equal in all things. Distinct, that is utterly separate, and yet equal in all things, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, as we say in modern day. What do divine and distinct mean? Divine means pertaining to God, and distinct means separate. Very simple, not complicated. What is divine pertains to God. We speak about praying the divine office, the liturgy of the hours, because that pertains to God. It's his word. It's, it's actually the prayer of God that we pray back to him. And distinct means separate. You are created by God and you are utterly, utterly, utterly distinct. There is no person alive on the earth uh, exactly like you. Nobody with your fingerprint. Distinct, really distinct, and then um, 
it means, in, in the words here of the Baltimore Catechism, not confounded or mixed with any other thing. You are you. You are not confounded. You are not mixed. Uh, you are completely the creature God made you. Um, is the Father God? What's the answer? If you say yes, you're not wrong, but if if your children say yes, you say yes what? Well, whatever you just said, Mom. No, yes what? I don't remember. I forgot already. You see, they, you need to have the answer with the question. So the Father is the Father God. The Father is God. And the first person of the Blessed Trinity is the Son God. The Son is God and the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And even I've heard many adults say, the Son is not God, he's the Son of God. Jesus is not God, he's the Son of God. He is the Son of God, but he's also God the Son. He is God, fully equal with the Father. Is the Holy Ghost God? The Holy Ghost is God and the third person of the Blessed Trinity. So the, the God is one. He is three persons in one Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All equally God, all distinct, but all make up the one God. And you say, you know, I don't even understand that. Well, that's very understandable that we don't understand that. But when I was looking into the Catholic Church... And trying to figure all this out, although I believed in God as three in one, um, as a uh, as a Protestant uh, evangelical before I was Catholic, but coming from my Jewish background, I said God is one. He's either one or three, and I couldn't put the two together. But um, in the Hebrew language, God is one. When we pray. Um, uh, Oh, the Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Um, that is Echad, E-C-H-A-D in English. So Shema, hear, Shema Yisrael, that's hear, O Israel. Um, Adonai Echad, um, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't possibly forget that. The, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. Shema Yisrael Adonai Elohad Adonai. Ah, what's going on with my mind? I'm so sorry that I can't imagine. I forgot that I've said it all my life. But um, the fact is, if you have the word one, here's a bunch of grapes. If I take one little grape off the bunch. I say to you, that is one grape, and that word in Hebrew is yachid. If we spell it in English, Y-A-C-H-I-D, yachid, one grape. But if I present to you the bunch of grapes, it's one bunch of grapes that is echad. And so echad is one, but it's a compound one. It's a plural one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God, Adonai Echad. Echad means one. God is not a bunch of grapes, but it's the word that's used as a compound unity. One, but yet compound, plural. Um, And so um, 
there's two words for one. And in the greatest prayer of the Jewish people, um, Hero Israel, the Lord is one, and it's describing one <coughs> as a plurality. And the rabbis say, some of them say, it is plural, the word achad. It does take in um, a multiplicity of being, but they say a plurality of majesty. Well, yes, God is a plurality of majesty, but also of persons. In Genesis 1, he said, man, after the fall, has become like one of us. Us? Who's talking? God is talking. And we could say, some people say, well, it was the angels, but we haven't been made like the angels. It, God has become like us. God is the creator, not the angels. And God is speaking to himself, in, of himself, in plural terms. Um, okay, let's go on with the Baltimore Catechism now. Um, all right, uh, let me see now. Okay, so we have the three... Um, God, the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Ghost is God, uh, and Jesus is the Son of God and God the Son. He is God and the Son of God. Um, And I think what we'll do there, beloved, is we'll stop there. And let me see, I think, I think Joe has called back, and we have also Joanne on the line. Joe, are you there now? Yes. Yes, Mother oh, Mary. Okay, that's wonderful, Joe. I don't know what happened before, but I wasn't able to hear you. Go ahead with your question, dear one. Well, I know the Janie Gaza, I forget where she's from, I believe she's Spanish, but she said Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, and she said Joseph was very handsome. But I thought that the Blessed Mother was the only one taking a body and soul to heaven. Uh how did Joseph get that way if he wasn't just the spirit right now, if that's the proper way to say it? I'm a little confused, and I need your help. And and what did this woman say? I don't know who she is. What did she say? I know. She's in um, one of the magazines, Janie Gaza. She said, oh, Joseph is so handsome. She had what? visions of Jesus, what? Mary, and Joseph. Well, uh, uh, we can't speak to that. We can't speak to that because... Um, Mary is not the only one uh, taken up body and soul. Enoch was in Genesis chapter 5 and Elijah in 2 Kings chapter 2. But the fact is, um, um, if, if this woman, whoever she is, has had visions, we don't know that's true. We are not able to confirm that. That's private. And... Um, uh, if, if Joseph appears to anyone, um, it is because God has given him a body to appear, just as, uh, not because he's yeah. in a body in heaven, just as uh, angels appeared in the Old Testament in body, St. Michael the Archangel, uh, the angel of the Lord who was Christ, an incarnate Christ appeared to Gideon in a body, appeared to Jacob, and so... God can give people bodies uh, for the purpose of an apparition, but we don't know what this woman saw. It's what she says, but um, uh, but we we can't know that. God could okay, do anything mother, He wants. Uh, Mary, uh, uh, Hold on, Joe. We'll, um, we'll talk after the break. Hold on a minute, dear. Hold on. 
Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Abortion advocates want more than to keep Roe v. Wade intact. They want to establish an international right to abortion, overriding the decisions of individual nations to protect the unborn. But the Charter of the United Nations states that its purpose is, quote, to reaffirm faith in fundamental human rights, in the dignity and worth of the human person, end quote. Let's apply this to the unborn. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. 30 seconds on the gifts of the Holy Spirit brought to you by the Station of the Cross. The gift of understanding helps the mind to comprehend revealed truths. Many times you might think to yourself, I've explained this aspect of morality so clearly to my friend. Why can't she seem to get it? It's a beautiful gift to have understanding of the faith and moral situations. Pray for others to receive that gift as well. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We're speaking with Joe from Massachusetts, and we have Joanne on the line as well. And our lines are open if you'd like to call in at one 511 5483 or email at mother at Joe, go ahead, dear one. Thanks for holding on. Yes, thank you, Mother Miriam. Uh, I'm reading the book on consecration to St. Joseph. Okay. And by Father Donald Calloway. Very and good. He was he was not an old man. He couldn't go from Nazareth to to I think it was Bethlehem. I think it was eighty miles. An older man couldn't do that. And also going into Egypt when he found out that uh, Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Okay. So um, I just want to say he wasn't an old man. He was. Oh, you know, are you a saying that this? Than, than, uh, I agree. But do you are you saying this supposed visionary saw Joseph as a young man? Or she just said he's uh, handsome. I I think so, but I'm just saying from what what I've read here in the consecration to Saint Joseph. It's a beautiful book. Yeah, he really researched it very well, Father Don Calloway. Yes, 
Yes, we just gave out 80 of them um, that, that because he gave them to us as a gift. Um, so, no, I, you know, I once saw a picture when I went to Jerusalem of, um, of Joseph with the Blessed Mother and Child, and he looked to be around 80 years old, and he was as handsome in a painting as I've ever seen. So it has nothing to do with age. I do believe Joseph was younger. I think I, I, I have come to understand that it's not uh, uh, infallible, but um, I also believe that he was younger. But I don't know about this woman or her apparitions. I cannot confirm them. Uh, if the church has it, I certainly can't. So, um, again, in the Old Testament, um, you could see many times when the Son of Man. Uh, Christ himself, uh, pre-incarnate Christ, appeared to different people uh, as the, not an angel of the Lord, but the angel of the Lord. Um, And he appeared as an angel. Uh, He had um, a body on him. Um, Because angels are spirits, you couldn't see them unless God gave them a body for a purpose for a time. And so uh, I would think it's possible for uh, some of the saints. In fact, they have appeared. St. Maria Goretti appeared to her murderer uh, in a jail cell. Other saints have appeared to people on earth. But again, their bodies are not in heaven, but God can give them bodies for that special mission. I see. Thank you very much, Mother Mary. That was very informative. Thank you very much. God bless you, dear one. Hello, Joanne, from, also from Massachusetts. How are you doing? Good, good morning, Madam. I'm fine, thank you. And yourself? I'm just great. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks for holding on. Well, I, I was calling, Mother. Um, I was speaking with my daughter. I had uh, kind of pulled up the countdown to the kingdom um, and was kind of glancing through it. Um, I tend to kind of, I, I don't want to say I'm gullible, I guess, a little bit, but um, she brought up a a good point regarding the oil of Good Samaritan that is recommended on the Countdown to Kingdom Hmm. for physical protection. And she's 24 years old, but her first reaction was, oh, mom, that sounds like witchcraft. Putting oils together and composing. And then she sent me an article by Susan Brinkman from the National Catholic Register Mm -hmm. who directly addresses this. Maybe it's from May 20th of this year. Um, and addresses it in what way in what way well let me tell you the title of it says beware of so-called church approved coronavirus prevention and it directly speaks to that uh, putting the claims about apparition endorsement aside the some such oils have been used for centuries in witchcraft for protection and and did she mention the good samaritan oil Yes, she did. Okay, well, I tell you what, Joanne, your call is the first I've heard about Good Samaritan. I I did. Oh, it, um, it, um, okay. I did um, recommend Countdown to the Kingdom and Father um, Michelle Rodriguez in order to mm-hmm. get the sense of what's being said. Uh, again, it's mm-hmm. not approved by the church, so we don't know this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. but I haven't gone through the whole site. I I. I just okay. not going to spend that time. So I have never heard of the Good Samaritan oil. I just uh, it's called the it thieves' in, oil. Yes, I've just put it in the um, uh, search engine, and it's it's all over the place. Um, right. I don't know that it's witchcraft. 
Um, and who has suggested that it might be? Well, this is Susan Brinkman. Your daughter. Um, Susan. No, uh-huh. Susan Brinkman is a, she, I think. Yes, I know I she's an editor, her, right. Lady of Grace. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she posted this on uh, May 20th of this year. And, and you know, my, my reason for calling is I'm, I'm, now I'm confused. I was going to go get the blessed grapes that the Countdown to Kingdom recommended. And then I found myself, my daughter was just saying, Mom, look at what you're doing. You know, you're running around, you're trying to get oils, you're trying to get, she says, it all sounds like potions. And then she sent me the article. And, you know, after speaking with her, and I know we're called to work on our insides, our own soul first. I found that, that it was almost a distraction from me from really working on putting together my own general confession, my own, you know, conscience of my past life. And this, this was kind of just distracting me. And what was the, the what is the oil recommended on. for, Joanne? What's the oil recommended for? This um, is on, on the Countdown to Kingdom, um, it's, it's recommended like for protection, put a drop on each earlobe, and then if infections around you raise, then you put it on each side of the neck and on the wrist. And Who's recommending it? it? Also, who? It was on from t- on Countdown to the Kingdom. Um, Do you remember They who? had their whole... Uh, no, all right. I, let me let me let me just, uh, Joanne. Um, I think the balance is somewhere between your daughter and you. Uh, Probably, w- w- you know. So that's it. When I when I read all these things, I I take them in. I don't reject them. I don't embrace them. Um, I just say I'm, I'm not going to, like you said, run around with a like a chicken with his head off, and and right. do all this because you're a hundred percent right. I, I appreciate the ca- the caution of your daughter, um, and you are a hundred percent right in focusing on your soul. There's nothing more important uh, than focusing on your soul, and so. Um, uh, you know, there's a whole market out there for essential oils, uh, mm-hmm. apart from uh, Good Samaritan oil. Uh, lots of oils being sold these days, and I haven't used them, but I've met people who swear by them, just having nothing to do with our Lord, just as right. uh, uh, they are curative before we had medicines and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, I can't speak to Good Samaritan oil. Um, and again, hold on. Oh my good, excuse me. Um, God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. But well, if the Good you, Samaritan if, oil mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Good Samaritan oil is not sold, I think, as it all done. It's buy these oils and put them together to make And put them together. Oil. Well And that's what we she ha- said sounded kinda like making a potion. Well, it is, but it doesn't mean it's witchcraft. Um, it's a recipe mm-hmm. rather than a potion. Uh, we had yeah. somebody here working for us for quite a while, and she lived on these oils, and she would put a dab mm-hmm. of this and a dab of that and mix several mm-hmm. oils together. Never saw a doctor. It cured her. She knew what she was doing. Oh, well. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not afraid of that. I, I'm not. It doesn't eliminate it for me altogether. Um, so I would just say if your daughter reacts that way, you could say, well, sweetheart, 
uh, people use essential oils in the same way, and it's it's kind of old-fashioned cures, actually. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. nothing to be, it's nothing demonic, or it's not a potion when you mix them together. My goodness. If you, if you have a sore throat, someone is going to say, take hot water with honey and lemon and maybe mm-hmm. echinacea tea. It, that's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. You're, it's not a potion. Yeah. It's not witchcraft. You're mixing elements together that work well. So it's not automatically uh, witchcraft or out of the question. Um, but I think it's good to be cautious. And I think it's also good not to run after everything you hear um, no. because you well, do want to focus a, on a, your soul. Absolutely. But with Countdown to the Kingdom, I don't know how much of that, because there's spiritual protection, there's, there's physical protection. Yeah. Um, it, when, when you get into it, as I started to read, there's all different columns and this and that. It starts to instill a great amount of fear. Yes, all right. Um, so I'll I, tell I want to have hope. Yeah. I know, Joanne. That's why I, I, I mentioned it for Father Michelle Rodrigue. I'm not referring anyone to anything else. Okay. Um, I oh, okay. think Mark Mallet is 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 good, uh, but I think I only was telling people where to get to Father Michelle Rodriguez. I see. He's not going to give see. you oils and all of that. Um, it's, mm-hmm. His messages are very hopeful. Um, he's a delight. I think a delightful personality, and I do think God has has called him and is using him. So that's my mm-hmm. opinion. It doesn't. It, no mm-hmm. one has to agree. Um, but I wouldn't yeah. go all over that website and consume yourself oh, okay. with it at all. Just stay with Father Michelle oh, okay. Rodriguez, and and you know, and work on your own soul. And if there's fear, just say. Uh, Satan, get thee behind me, because fear never comes from God. And um, yeah. Holy Spirit, fill me, and just have have a prayer life, and don't be afraid. Don't if it's, if you're question, afraid, uh, go ahead, sweetie. One last question: Have you um, heard of the blessed grapes to use during famine? Yes, yeah, someone brought them to us. Okay. I wouldn't have heard of them. I and the blessed candles. I wouldn't have heard of them, but someone brought them to us, and uh, for the time of the refugees, um, and we put them in our refrigerator, and we've not done anything about them. But um, you know, we hear from different people, and uh, but don't have any. Don't instill. Don't be instilled with fear. There's a tremendous amount of people that um, are, uh, their souls will be good, they'll be protected, and they won't even know about the blessed grapes. So I'm not poo-pooing it. Um, that, yes, no, exactly. That's what my yeah. daughter was actually saying, pretty much the same thing, that, good. you know, God has, he has our timeline, our own personal timeline, and when, whether it's coronavirus or another virus, he knows when we will be called home, and it's best to just work on our own interior. That I agree. And, but not to dismiss yeah. the signs of the times. Not to dismiss that it looks like we're coming upon uh, very serious times of judgment and, mm-hmm. and God's mm-hmm. chastisement. So I don't yeah. dismiss that. Um, uh, whether we're at the end of the end times, or the, I don't think we're at the end of the end times, but certainly past the beginning, perhaps. The end times actually began with our Lord on the cross. So, um, yeah, not to be afraid. 
Um, And I would say not to be afraid, but and not to do all this research and take up your mind and your heart, uh, but not to ignore things either when you come across them. Thank you so much, Mother. All right, sweetie. Be at peace. Be at peace, sweetheart. Okay. All right. Uh, We have a call from someone on the line who's calling in anonymously. Are you there, dear one? Hi, Mother. Yes, I am. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Um, I have a question. Well, I need some advice. Yes. Um, I just recently had a baby. He's about two and a half months. Oh, congratulations. um, Oh, thank you. (laughs) How wonderful. Is um, your first child? No, my sixth. Oh, God bless you. (laughs) Yes. And, um, well, that's, and after, um, I gave birth. My health hasn't been all that great, so I've been kind of a... Oh, that's the music. (laughs) My goodness, that is the music. Would you hold on until after the break, sweetheart? Okay. Uh, that's a riot. I don't, I don't have six children in my house as a mess. So, all right. Hold on. Oh, we'll yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back after the break, beloved. one uh, 877 or email at com. My, my dear Ruth, with an email, we're certainly going to try to get to you. But if we don't, I think I'll start tomorrow's program with you. And so, uh, even before we say anything else to make sure we get through your email, I'm so sorry. Uh, We'll be right back, everyone. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. of the Holy Spirit brought to you by the Station of the Cross. The gift of counsel is the means by which we are led to make right decisions. Through this gift, we can better discern what to do in particular situations or what advice we should give when others ask for our opinion. These scenarios could include anything from how to speak to an employer about a troubling work environment to advising a family member struggling with a relationship situation. The first eight weeks following fertilization, the developing human is called the embryo, which means growing within. This time, called the embryonic period, is characterized by the formation of most major body systems. Human life is sacred. Think about it. Coalitionforlife.com 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved. This is our last segment. You're still welcome to call in. And we have um, a mother uh, on the line who is calling in anonymously. Are you still there, dear one? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, go ahead, okay, sweetie. Okay, so um, I need some advice because um, my health isn't the best right now, and I'm, I am getting older. So um, I've been um, not, I haven't been intimate with my husband Um now let me let me just for those who came in after the break, um, okay. mm-hmm. this wonderful mother has six children and she gave birth to her uh, last one two and a half months ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now go ahead. Uh huh. Okay. And so, um, so this has been hard on my husband. He's you know just been really upset that we haven't been intimate, and um, he told me the other day, I think I'm getting depressed. And so I told him, you know, please can, you know, it's only been like two months, you know. Um, so he now he wants to take the four oldest children and go visit his sister, which is four and a half hours away from us. But I told him um, he wants to visit him without us, like me and the two younger ones. Why? Why? Um, yeah, there's no reason why. He just, I think maybe he he just wants to go to to stop being lift from up his depressed. Spirit. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So, but I'm having a hard time. Like, I don't, I don't want to be separated from the kids. I know it's only going to be like a day and a half or so, but um, I don't want be, this to make it shouldn't even be more problems. An hour and a half. No, he should not do that. Okay. Absolutely should not do that. Uh, does he okay, not care it. about you? My goodness, does he yeah, not care about yeah, you? Yeah, I told him that, and I asked him, well, what about, you know, what if she comes over? Because it's not a special occasion that he wants, you know, for him to go over there. Um, and he just kind of dismissed it. So I don't, I've called to see Are if you, I was overreacting. No, you're not um, overreacting. Yes. Okay. Are you both, are you practicing yes. your faith? Um, I am him, not so much. I know yeah, he's in right now. Well, mm-hmm. um, oh my goodness, he needs to man up. He needs to be a man, and he needs a man to tell him that. Shame on him. Yes. Um, to put that on you, you're right. It's only two and a half months. For him not to be able to handle that uh, yes. is is insane. Um Oh, my goodness. Uh, There's a little book that he should read. It's a small little pocket book. It's called The Pursuit of Excellence. The Pursuit of Excellence. The Pursuit of Excellence. Yeah, I forget the author, but it it has, there's several stories in there of several people. And there's a little story there, a short one, of a man whose wife became handicapped, I think, and they weren't able to have relations the whole of their married life. And he was, he just, that was the end of it for him. He just was 100% faithful and and was a man for his wife. He never, that's the response of a child to be depressed. Um, Mm -hmm. If you know, if you know a good priest who can help him and talk to him about 
maturing and and give him an understanding of the man he is to be for you and for the children and for himself, that would be fantastic. Do you know such a it priest? Would, but I think I'm, yes, our parish priest, he's, um, I think he is, we're new here, but I think he's pretty, you know, um, mm-hmm. devout, he's, you know, um, but the thing is, I don't even know if he'll, he'll go meet with the priest. To, to have him to go over there because uh-huh. um, I've I've mentioned it before that we should you know that during our other rough patches um, I've mentioned maybe we should go to some counseling or something and he's like why so they could point out how horrible of a person I am oh so there he's, he, he just he's always all, goes, yeah that's terrible he needs help he needs counseling and he needs help um, would you be able to invite the priest to dinner yeah yeah I. I yeah, yeah, if he accepts that, I'd love to. Okay, I, do that, but have a good conversation with him on the phone. Explain things on the phone to the priest. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you're able to meet with him, but uh, explain things on the... Pr- you make an appointment, say, Father, can I make a phone appointment with you? I have six children at home, and I, I just can't get out to meet with you personally. But um, right. could we make a phone appointment because I'm... I'm in a rough con- situation at home, and I, I really would love your counsel. So do that. Explain it to him, the situation, mm-hmm. and say, I, my husband, I know he won't come to see you, but uh, if, if you would be gracious enough to come and have dinner at our home, uh, you'll get to know uh, my husband, and then you can uh, befriend him in a way and maybe begin to... Uh, get together with him in a way that's less obvious than by pushing him because that'll just turn him off. That sounds great. Yes, I think that sounds like a good idea. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I called Uh, you. Okay, that would that would be great. And just make it a special occasion. Uh, If you say to Mm -hmm. your husband, I've invited Father so-and-so, he may say why. You know, so um, mm-hmm. don't don't say it's to help you, uh, you know, to ch- change you. But um, is, is there a special occasion coming up, uh, your birthday or your husband's birthday or uh, anniversary no. or uh, uh, feast day um, is coming up? Uh, September 8th is Our Lady's birthday, but he's the priest is probably going to be... Uh, pretty busy that day so just talk Mm -hmm. just talk to the priest and um can you say to your husband i've invited father over for dinner on saturday night or wednesday night or whatever's best or is that that's really something you should plan with your husband but if you planned it with him would he agree yes i think so Okay, I that's the way. Um, yeah, yeah, he if won't you, say no if I okay, tell him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't tell him. Ask him. In other words, do it together oh. so you're not putting something right. on him. Okay. okay, that'll be perfect. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, all right. Go, All right, and God then um, as, as far Go as... Ahead. Thank you so much, Mother. No, um, like, because sh- he's going to put up a fight about taking the kids this weekend. Should I just, like, I don't know what I should do about Has that. Has he done that before? <laughs> No, he hasn't. Not that far of a location. No, and, you know, when he would take him to his mother's house, I would be fine with it. But it's just that now it's just such a far distance. You know, it's like five hours away, practically. And would he take some without taking all? Right. Yes, because our car is not big enough, so he oh, would only really? take the, the eldest ones. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's the only reason how, why. How young, right. of the, how young is the youngest of the four? 
The youngest of the four is four. She's four years old. Can he well take care of her? Is he responsible? Um, yes, yes, he is. He loves his girls a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would just say let it happen. I know you'll miss them, but I would see Mm -hmm. you want to begin to smooth things out and you want to begin to bring them around and you want the priest to come over. Mm -hmm. If if you uh, are okay with the children, I know you'll miss them. But um, if you really believe that he is uh, tremendously responsible and they're going to be in good hands, uh, how old is the next one? Above the four-year-old? Above the four-year-old, six, and then eight, and then 12. Mm-hmm. Would he agree to just taking the eight and the 12-year-old? Probably not. Probably, but the other ones will cry. <laughs> oh, they will cry? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, well, then let him, I, I would say let him do it. Trust him. I would just say okay. he's telling you he's getting depressed. He, he, he has to mature greatly, and he needs help. Um, but I, I wouldn't, it, this one time, first time, it, if you could not fight it, uh, I, I would let it happen. So you're not coming okay. against him in too many things. All right. Thank you so right. much. Mother. I know it's hard, really sweetheart, it. but put them in our it mother's is. hands, your children. <laughs> I know, sweetie. I will. Okay. God bless. You. <laughs> yes, you for so sure. Okay. You. God bless you. Bye-bye. Roberta, can you call back tomorrow? I'm so sorry we couldn't get to you, dear one. Call back tomorrow and I'll take you first up. We'll speak with you all tomorrow. God bless you. <laughs>